Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, Beth Nidak is our honored guest. She's a publicity strategist and she's here to share with us her journey because it's very interesting and it might surprise a lot of you. So Beth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. This is a pleasure. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your journey. So many women today are pivoting and uh, hearing your story is a huge inspiration for them. I appreciate that. You know, it really starts back when I had my kids. I have two boys who are on their way to college. One's in college, one's on their way to college. But this is when they were going to elementary school and I'm trying to figure out, okay, I was lucky enough to stay home for a few years, but now what do I do? And I just leaned into what I was good at, which was cooking. So I started food blogging and used my skills because I am a former TV producer, used my skills to get on TV as a food blogger. I was on shows like the Dr. Oz show and the Chew and um, plenty of local shows where I love, where I got to make cocktails because I have a cocktail cookbook author as well. But I really got in there to teach people how to make fun, healthy meals or kids would eat, you know, the thing that we all moms that we need. And I used all of my strategy to create the visibility for my business because I knew that I wanted to do something more than just be a blogger. And I knew there was something more out there because like, I'm sure many of your listeners, I had a real job for a long time before kids, right? That I wanted to be able to use after that. So I got to um, earn media and got to be on Dr. Oz and all these shows. And then I had a book idea and I was like, okay, how do I get a cookbook created? How do I sell my idea without 50,000 followers or $50,000 to promote it, right? So I really leaned into what I knew as a TV producer, taking all those skills that I had worked on the last 20 years of being in media and got myself and my co-author a book deal just by leveraging my experience and leveraging what I had created for myself. And it, it, it's been fantastic. Uh, we were in everything from Oprah to Good Morning, uh, to Gar- Better Homes and Gardens, to Tory Burch and on and on and on. We were on these great things. And on the outside, on social media, it looked like I was living the life. I wasn't. I actually had a sick kid. He, um, we had gone to a lacrosse game. He was lacrosse. He is a lacrosse player. And we, during a normal game play, a kid was hit. He went down and this child um, passed away on the field. And even now, like when I say it out loud, I can still see the, the, the EMT, like on top of him, putting him in the, in the ambulance. Um, but it really, my whole family was there and it, right. It threw my whole family for months and months, because how do you deal with watching a 17 year old pass away on the field when your kid's playing? You know, so it was, it was really hard. And my, my son, unfortunately, his immune system couldn't handle the stress and got really sick. About five months later, I was in a nearly fatal car accident. And that was in May. And then in June, July and June, my father-in-law was taking out the garbage and a man driving a pickup truck wasn't watching and hit him. And he passed away from the injuries sustained from that. So my personal life was falling apart, you know, as well, my outside social media business life was thriving. 
I could get myself up out of bed to, to make cocktails on TV. I can get myself up out of bed to do a podcast and blog once in a while, but I had, but I honestly couldn't do much else for about 18 months. It was, it was a really hard time. And when I finally felt like I could get back to me, when I finally felt like I could tell people the story, because for a very long time, I couldn't, I didn't want to go back to food. It wasn't, it wasn't where my passions were anymore. And in between all of this stuff, I've been doing lots of speaking. And I realized through the speaking is that I had been an online entrepreneur for 15 years and I loved that part of it. And I could leverage, again, leverage the experience I had in media to help other women like me get on the Dr. Oz show. And hopefully one day we'll all be on Good Morning America and do all those things that we all talk about that we want, that we actually have to do the actions to do. And what I learned from all of that, what is, that it's just about getting out of bed and doing it. Like we all struggle so much with the stuff, but it's just getting out of bed with intention and doing it and telling your story, telling your founder story, your trauma story, whatever those stories are, but sharing them because when you keep them in and don't share them, that's when they're hurting you the most. So now what I do is I share the story, but I also hope I share some inspiration for other women to look past their trauma, share their trauma with their community and use it for whatever the trajectory they're going. I love it. I love the idea of leveraging it. And you really, you're really a self-made woman. I mean, what an example for your kids um, and for everyone, actually. That's why you're a strategist and for all your clients. I appreciate that. It's funny. I tell um, moms of little kids, because my kids are so big, that they're watching and we won't go into it, but the stuff that my kids have created recently, I'm like in all of them. And, yeah. and I'm like, how did you figure out to do that? They're like, um, we watched you. I know, I know. My daughter's 17. It's the same thing for me. I I'm like, that. I didn't have anything to do with that. Like, look at that incredible human being. And you're right, though. You're right. She wrote me a birthday card uh, last week and my birthday was on Sunday. And she said, Mine like, too. oh, really? You're that's yeah. amazing. That's weird. Yeah, I've only met one other person born on the 27th of February. <laughs> oh, well, Elizabeth Taylor also, you know that. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so funny really small world um yeah and so she said you you are such an inspiration you know your independence and your strength and um and I raised her you know as a single mom and so you know it's not it's not always that easy but but you're right the kids are watching and I think if I had known and for those of you who are listening um if you have small kids like it is such a huge responsibility because they are watching everything and they they don't even if they don't seem like they're paying attention they are because they're picking it up emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. It's just this incredible. Um, and it really is a lot, especially today. They say that the, the playing field has been leveled, but I don't know that it actually has. Um, there are a lot more opportunities, you know, for yes. lay people. Um, and at the same time, because there are so many opportunities, it's almost like it's all gotten really diluted. So you, you, I feel like these days you almost need a PR agent or a publicity strategist um, to, to rise to the top, so to say, or at least to be seen because we're so um, saturated. Any, any words of wisdom for our entrepreneurs out there um, to help guide yes. them? <laughs> yeah, so I would say st- start at home. Like, um, so before we had the book made, a book published, I was looking for a book agent. So I literally did this and I want everybody who's listening to pick up their cell phones. I was, I, I'm not kidding, pick up your cell phone. Look on, right, look on, go to Facebook, find your town, your church, your synagogue, your alumni association, something that's not entrepreneur focused uh, and go post on their Facebook page and write, who do, do you or someone you know work in media? Who works in media? Something to that effect. I'm thinking what I wrote last time was something to the effect of um, 
I think I just wrote who works in media on this page in this community, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I personally, when I was looking for the agent, had eight strangers connect me with book agents. So I connected, you know, I was connected to those people and I have my private clients do this. I have a lot of my communities do this. The stuff that's going to come out if you actually do this is incredible. So mm. I say, if you start at home, because you don't know if your cousin's br- cousin's boyfriend's brother works for entrepreneur.com or he's a producer at Good Morning America, like the connections you don't know that you're not making. So start at home, start at your local paper, your church's newsletter, your local TV show. Like we always try to go so big so fast. But if you start at the beginning, you start grassroots, everyone also knows each other and you can build that foundation. Um, Quickly, I had a client who was not happy with us because we weren't getting her that big feature. So I said to her, we've gotten you 15 comments, 15 quotes, 15 mentions in these publications and in these articles so that that feature writer is going to write about you. They're not going to write about you out of the gate. So we have to think about how we can build the foundation to get that big feature, to be on the Drew Barrymore show or Good Morning America, whatever it is. But that's where really where we start is that foundation. And I think that's that's something that most people miss. Yeah, that's a really good, really good point. I, I, I was co-authoring a book with a, a friend and um, the author, this, you know, the, the writer interviewed me and she, she, you know, she used a tape recorder. <laughs> it really wasn't that long ago, but she used her tape recorder. She was, you know, she's been a writer for Harper Collins, I think for over 40 years. Wow. And she, she paused it and she's like, okay, Helene, you need to write your own book. And, uh, and so she's like, call me up when you're ready. So I called her up and just like you, you know, it's like 50 grand or 50,000 yeah. followers or well, not 200,000 or so. But she said so, so bluntly, I love New Yorkers. She's like, no one cares about your book. <laughs> like oh my gosh she's like and also most authors don't look like you and don't sound like you and she was so direct about it um and yet you know we started home and sometimes it can be overwhelming all the opportunities and trying to find your way in and and how did you get this courage this perseverance what what quality did your parents have or how did you develop that my parents are entrepreneurs my yeah Mm -hmm. my dad um bought a car wash in 1966 and still runs it. And my brother runs it. My cousin runs, you know, they're all, it's a family business now. My kids, I'm sure I'll be in it. In 1986, um, my parents, I'm Jewish, but I went to Israel for my bat mitzvah. My parents met somebody, they started um, an Israel tour company and they're one of the top Israel tour companies before the pandemic. They're coming back. They are, they're doing really great. So I'm really proud of them. So I, again, I had an example of what that looks like yeah. and, and how relationships are everything and how understanding not only who you are, but what somebody else needs and how to fulfill that need so it's mutually beneficial. I think that's what I learned. Honestly, when people ask me about it, I, my, I'm a daddy's girl and I used to just sit in the car with my dad on the phone and listen. Mm-hmm. I think that's really where it comes from and just watching what they did and what they created. And I was lucky enough to have parents who were successful at it. That's incredible. I love it. It isn't, it is not everyone's like that. Not everyone's made like that. That's for sure. No. And I'm also from Jersey. So we have to like, that's part of Jerseyness, I think as well. I, th- I agree with you. I would agree with you. My dad's partner is from Jersey and Boston. And, you know, I, w- I would agree with you. New Yorkers and New Jersey. Yeah, you guys are like, you know, there's well, East Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. I'm an East Coaster. I, I grew up in uh, Washington, D.C. area. Oh, so totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally. usually say when I'm on calls and stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you some Jersey love. Yeah, when I've had to learn, I've only been in California for five years and I've had to learn 
um, people kind of glaze over when you go East coast on them out here. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. No, it's clearly a thing. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. My sister lived down in Orange County and she has the same conversation. <laughs> so you're a mom, you're a wife, um, and you've been, you've been in business for yourself. Uh, it sounds like, you know, their entire lives. Um, yes. so how do you, how do you balance it all? How do you, what, do, what tools do you use? Some people use scheduling tools. Some people use mindset tools. What are, what are your go-tos? Um, honestly, it's something that I struggle with. It's something I do really well with at certain points in my life and certain points I don't do really well. Uh, recently, honestly, I realized that I was having like, I had 37 calls in a week and understood while I was exhausted and while I was burnt out and didn't want to talk to anybody and my cre creativity wasn't there. So for me, it's being self-aware in my schedule. I currently, Mondays and Fridays, I do stuff for myself. And if you want to talk to me, it's two weeks to talk to me because it used to be immediate. I used to just fill my calendar. So understanding, and I think it comes from like being in the service business, like my dad owns car washes and that kind of stuff. Like it's, everything's immediate, but we, I understanding that it doesn't need to be immediate. You could wait two weeks. It's not brain surgery, right? PR, it takes time anyway. That's okay. So I think for looking at your business and understanding where you can fill time in and where you don't have to fill time in is really important to me. But my schedule is really what made the difference um, is changing that you couldn't book with me immediately unless I gave you permission and that I wasn't taking calls on Mondays and Fridays, it's changed my whole business. I'm making more money. I actually have twice as many clients, but giving myself that time to think was the difference. I interviewed um, a restaurateur, a guy who creates restaurants. And I asked him the same question. I was like, how, what's your secret to your success? And he said, it's having the time to think. So I really took that to heart. So I don't start my day till 10 o'clock. I close my computer, no matter what, at five o'clock because everything can wait until tomorrow, but giving myself that permission to take that time for myself was really a game changer and game changer in my bank account. Mm, I love that. So if you're listening, um, she said self-aware about her schedule. And I love the way you frame that because oftentimes we're in a scarcity mentality or we don't have, we are not creating the space to contemplate, to actually think things through. We're rushing, we're overwhelmed. And I, I, I completely agree with you. And I have to say, I do very similar things um, in terms of how I schedule my time. I may not be as rigid as, as you are, and I, maybe I should be, uh, frankly, but I, it's true. Booking two weeks out, I mean, it's really not the end of the world, but it feels like so much happens in two weeks. You know, it's just like incredible. I know, but people wait, they will. I know. I know it's us. It's that I'll tell you quickly. So I um, have a huge proposal out and it took me five days to get the proposal out. And mm -hmm. I have somebody else. I was you know, bringing in a marketing person, bringing people to, to help me help support this client. And I said to uh, the woman that I was working with, I'm like, I need it today. Like what's taking so long? She goes, Beth, it takes like a week or so. Why are you thinking it needs to be done in like four days? And I was like, oh, that's, like, <laughs> that's the way I work. So <laughs> So understanding like, oh, that's me and my own pressure I'm putting on myself and the rest of the world doesn't work like that. I, I was talking to a friend of mine last night who was also come from a TV background. And I think that's where it comes from. Mm -hmm, because the totally. TV, oh my gosh. You don't do it in a 10 minute. If you don't do it in a minute, it's gone. So yeah, I'm yeah. working on allowing yeah. myself more space for the time. Reprogramming. Yeah. Reprogramming a nervous system. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> you had mentioned earlier that you were, you were in the health field, like you were a health coach. I was. Yeah. And did you find it like challenging to, to be a health coach or just, um, it wasn't fulfilling or what, what was it? 
I'm not a therapist. So honestly, that I just, I wanted to give that energy and time, not time so much, but energy and thought and my soul to my kids. And I was giving it too much to my clients and they were taking up too much of my brain space. Like I'm sure people listening wake up and the first thing they think about is their clients. And that was just not a good space for me to be in. I felt Mm. too responsible for their lives. And I was, and it was about food, but food's not about food. Food's about everything else. Yeah. It's about emotions, about mindfulness. Yeah. I I get it. I hear you. and, And I felt like I just wasn't equipped at that point to help people in that way. I, I help them in other ways in how to live their life and how to think about things. I'm very big on confidence and doing what you, you know, uh, I used to say, just pretend you're me for 10 minutes, like just, take my confidence and, and put it for yourself. But when I, after I did the cookbook and I was doing all these speaking engagements and people would ask me about health and wellness versus business, I would light up about business. And the, after the third or fourth time, my husband was like, can you just do business stuff now? And enough with this like enough with the food stuff. Um, And the other side of that is I've been doing it for about 10 years and to continue meant every place I showed up, I had to bring food with me. Like it wasn't just about me talking anymore. It was like, I was making a cocktail or I was making a dish or, and it just, it was, it was fun while it lasted, but I had to move on. And I realized that I had so many other talents that I wasn't using and my brain didn't need to be there. And it could be somewhere that was more serving the things that I was thinking about and the things that I wanted to do, yeah, which was supporting people on really creating their business around their superpower and their visibility. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, we also have to be satisfied and it can yes. be very dissatisfying to, um, to see people hurt themselves constantly. And they do need, a lot of them do need therapy and that is yes. beyond coaching. And the how to is really only part of the way to get all the way they, you know, you need to be a behavioral, behavioral psychologist. It's true. That's been my experience as well. And, and how do you get satisfied is really about having people have success and, you know, in your publicity strategy business that you can, you can get them successful. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, so we all get tired and we all feel kind of worn out sometimes. I think the pandemic has shown that, uh, especially for women who are the, like the, the chief cook, the chief, uh, laundry, the chief, you know, sure, education right. officer, we're the everything. Um, how do you manage it? Like, what do you do to refuel, to recharge? Well, my husband does the laundry. So that really helps. I like, I honestly, we've been married 22 years when together 27, I shrunk stuff in the beginning of our relationship, but he's never let me do laundry again. So that part <laughs> helps. Um, and also I love to cook. So for me, cooking is not um, a chore. It's w- actually where I de-stress. It's actually yeah. where I can be creative and that kind of stuff. Really so I'm, and I have two boys and, and we're a team. So I'm not the sole provider for everything. I did that when they were little and I got shingles and I got sick, right? I wore myself out. So as soon as I enrolled them in the possibility of creating success for them in those little tasks when they were seven, that's what, I, that's the big change I made in my life. And I take time. I got my nails done this week. I got my hair blown out. Like I take those hours in between to do those little things that make me feel good about myself. You mm-hmm. know, some online shopping doesn't hurt. Free people's having a big sale right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's good to know. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I like free people. Thanks. Um, for the tip. <laughs> so, but, I, and I, but I'm not good at it. And anyone that tells you they're good at it, I hope that, you know, they're fibbing a little bit because no one's good at it. And it depends on what's going on in your life. Like 
our kids are leaving my one school and one going to school, my life's going to be different. And all those things that I needed to do and balance are going to be different. So now I need to fill my time yeah. in a different way. That doesn't make me feel like I'm just filling time to fill time. Right. You know, yeah. There's something that I do. So I'm an interim foster mom. Hmm. Um, what that means is that say I am having a baby. I don't know if I can keep it or not. I connect with this non-for-profit company that I work with called open arms adoption and they help place my baby in a home like ours um, for a couple of days while I'm decide. I get three days to decide what I'm doing. So either the baby goes back to the mom with lots of services and lots of support, or the baby actually goes to go to an adoptive family and is adopted by that family in six months. And I just get to be the conduit between the two. So that for me is the big thing that fills my cup is that I can help those moms who can't have a baby who had three IVFs that didn't work and two miscarriages or whatever horrible thing that infertility gives you and get to be a little piece of their mommy becoming a mom. Um, in December, I had two gentlemen come to the house to pick up their baby. And I got to hand this little girl to their dad, to her dad. And I literally said, here's your daughter. Mm. I know it's like, and so if there's something that is not fulfilling you find those things that can. I was tired of writing checks to charities and showing up at walks and doing that kind of thing. So I actively searched for something that I could do was more tangible. Mm -hmm. And that was fun that my husband loves it. The kids mm -hmm. ran home from school. My son at school is like FaceTiming me to see the baby, you know, they complain, but they love it. Um, he's very into it, which is nice because you are up in the middle of the night with a baby for a couple of nights, but yeah. <laughs> it just fulfills all those little pieces that I, that I can't get anywhere else. I love that. Uh, such a rich answer. And so, and so, because we have all these aspects of ourselves as women, we want to serve, we want yeah. to um, create, we want to also pamper, you know, we want to, uh, you know, there's all these different aspects of who we are. And we actually need to yeah. nurture all of those sides of ourselves. It's not as simple as just taking a long bath or no. um, going to bed early. Or reading no, I don't think for women like us, it's that's enough. I really don't. I think if you're like a high function, a high achieving woman, like just getting your nails done or just doing this, just doing that, like we need me, I, for me, I'm not going to talk for everybody and, or for you. Like, I like to make an impact more than my business. Yes. And I that's the way that I agree. Yeah. Or if I could do both with one, that would be ideal. Yes. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> well, that's why I talk about the impact, the interim foster parenting all the time, because I hope somebody listening DMs me and asks me about it. So yeah. I can help them make an impact too. So it's just a different way to make impacts. So beautiful. So how can people learn more about your work or get in touch with you? I'm at Beth Nydick all over the internet. <laughs> That's the way you can find me. You know, I always say, if you have a question, please send me a DM on Instagram. I do answer my own DMs. Um, check out my website at bethnydick.com. There I have an amazing new freebie called Get Media Now Magazine. Mm. It's 10 pages of articles and worksheets to get you and your business ready for the next media that you can earn yourself. That's exciting. It's fun. Wow. I love that. So we'll have all that information also in the show notes. So if you want to come back to it, it'll be there for you. And I'm just so grateful. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to leave our with listeners with? You know, the one thing I find that I talk about the most is asking for what you want, just voicing it. And it doesn't mean you have to ask the person or the organization or whatever it is that you want. Ask the, ask the people, go live on your Instagram, say, Hey, I've been thinking about this. What do you guys think? Who does this? Who does that? Like, we just need to tell people what we want. 
and the universe will provide it. You know, and we don't need to get like woo-woo and spiritual, but when you tell people you want, there's people in your community that want to help you. And those people have the answer. So the more and more that we can tell people what we're working on, what we're striving for, what we want to get, that's where things can change for us. Because for so long, I kept it all in and didn't tell anybody. And once I started telling people, guess what? Everything opened up. So I hope I gave a little bit of permission today to do a couple of things, but mostly ask for what you want. I love it. Thank you so, so much. Thank Be well. you. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast dash guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me. Thank you.